This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 5, Episode 6, No Place Like Home. And we have only one announcement for you today. It's that we are going to forego Words with a GM. Yes, uh, due to us falling behind a little bit in our recording schedule and uh, what with the holiday, uh, we just fell behind just a little bit and we didn't quite have the time to put together Words with the GM for you guys this time around. But we did know that we left you guys on kind of a cliffhanger, so we decided to use what time we had uh, to make sure we could release the episode for you. Uh, that way you didn't have to wait until later in the week uh, to listen to what happens next. So we hope that you guys have a great holiday weekend. Uh, everybody in Canada for Canada Day and Independence Day here in the States. And that's all we've got for you. So we will catch you next week with a super loaded Words with the GM to make up for it. Uh, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and move on into Series 5. Episode 6, No Place Like Home. Enjoy! It started how it always starts. New team, new Johnson, new job. Except this time, it was different. First, the runners. You got Mouse, tiny sweet girl. More than a little funny in the head. But that doesn't matter much considering she's the best fragging decker I've ever seen. Then there's Cashmere. About as green as they come, clearly out of his element. But when the cards were down, that boy proved to be one hell of a mage. Then you have Bumbles. Elf. Dryad. Uh, eccentric. If you're being polite, you command an entire arsenal of drones with enough firepower to level a whole fragment city block. He's the kind of runner you hope you don't need on a job. But if you do, you're fragging glad to have him around. Then there's me. A big red oni named Boomer. My specialty is sneaking in, geeking anyone in the way, and, as the leader of the group, keeping those three in line. Next, the Johnson. On the surface, sounds pretty straightforward. The next runner called Pretty B. Fell off the grid a few years back, but I didn't ask why. I'm a professional. Not a line of work, people are entitled to their secrets. Weird thing was, he was paying his hand over fist to help people. Had us clearing out ghouls from the sewers and Redmond, for frag's sake. Like I said, weird. But it's not often you get a line of jobs with a little bit of honor in them. So I was on board from day one. After a while, we earned Brin's, I mean Pretty B's, trust. And he let us meet his employer, Lawrence Whitmore. Mr. Whitmore was the last genuine anti-establishment businessman. According to my friend, Doc. Publicly, Mr. Whitmore had retired a long time ago when he was, like, really young. But he didn't really. It was all a ruse. And in secret, he started shadow running against the corporations. When he got too old to keep running, he switched to being a Johnson and hired a team of runners to continue the work he started. But not us. We come way later. 
The runners he hired back then were Bryn's team. Bryn, his sister Enna, an elf named Lariel, and an adept named Jason Black. Bryn told us that all of them had died a long time ago, and that's why Mr. Whitmore was looking for a new team. And that's when he found us. We could continue his mission to protect those who couldn't protect themselves, especially from the corporations. I learned from Doc that when you have the chance to do something good for somebody else, you should do it. So of course I agreed to help. Unfortunately, no good deed goes unpunished, and no organization rises without inspiring a rival. Havoc 66 arose as a dark mirror to Whitmore and Bren's work led by a madman called Hellion. It didn't take long before Hellion found out about us, and we learned that there was quite a lot that Widmore wasn't telling us. Like that Hellion was actually the not-so-dead Jason Black, the very one that used to run with Bryn. Hellion had turned on his old team, slaughtering them as he defected from Whitmore's cause, which we would learn much later was because he wasn't just operating alone. See, the funny thing about magic is, those of us who are able to harness it are as much under its influence as it is under ours. Hellion had gotten into bed with the wrong kind of spirit. A toxic one. Uh, the spirit drove him mad, uh, desiring only destruction. It took Whitmore's anti-corporation agenda and uh, perverted it, uh, causing Hellion to see violence as the only solution. But before we had a chance to prepare for the coming onslaught, Hellion made his move against the corpse and Whitmore. He broke into the estate and murdered Whitmore right in front of us. Then he stole Whitmore's personal shuttle, blasting off into space as he Hellion had set into motion a series of events that gave him the opportunity to hit the corporations where it would hurt them the most. Now the thing about AAA corpse is they're much too big to take down. That said, they did put quite a few of their eggs in one basket. Zurich Orbital Station. The station is, was, a seat of power for the AAAs. The Matrix, their bank, and even the corporate court was housed there. Like I said, a lot of eggs in one nice mid-sized space basket. Hellion's plan was to take over the station and crash it on Seattle. Not quite an extinction level event, but certainly a global catastrophe. Naturally, the only reasonable thing for us to do was follow him up into space and stop him. Which we did! Sort of. We definitely took Hellion out, just not before he had done enough damage to the station to send it careening earthward. But with a little help from Mouse, we managed to make the whole space station rigger interfaced. That's right, for a few glorious minutes, I was a space station. While rigged in, I had to break poor Zurich Orbital apart. It fell into the ocean in little bitty pieces, causing basically no damage at all. And we became global heroes. Except no one knows, because we're Shadowrunners, and the corpse would love to pin this on us. So we decided to lay low, in Whitmore's mansion. It was the only sensible choice. That's where we've been since then, keeping our heads down while Bryn lines up the next job. And that's where I come in. This crusade Whitmore started is more than just a mission. It's my legacy. My name is Nim, and Lawrence Whitmore was my father. Whitmore sacrificed everything for his crusade against the corpse, including his relationship with my mother, Lauriel. 
I never understood how he could just neglect us for his greater purpose. When I was old enough to join his team, he didn't offer and I didn't ask. Some people would consider that a lucky break for me if they knew what happened next. When Jason Black murdered my mother, I faked my death and fled overseas. And it wasn't even hard considering my ability to magically impersonate literally anyone I meet. I needed to start a new life as someone else, to get away from him and, well, everything. I never understood how important my father's mission was until after he died. And then it was too late. It wasn't really a decision to come back to Seattle. It was something else, an, an imperative. I have to try to make things right in whatever way I can. I returned to the manor and met Brim's new team. And apparently the mage they've been running with, this cashmere guy, ended up just like Jason. He turned toxic, betrayed his team, and ran away. I can understand why they've had some trouble trusting me. It took me this long to start letting people back into my life after a toxic mage tore it apart. Hopefully, they're not as slow on the uptake. Last time we left this Shadowrunning team, uh, they had uh, conducted a mission to uh, retrieve some sensitive footage from the data vault beneath the Seattle-Tacoma airport. Uh, they managed to make their way in unnoticed, and then uh, through the use of some well-placed explosives, uh, <laughs> managed to uh, not get killed when they made it to the basement and had to uh, deal with the uh, well-armed security team down there. They got the footage they needed, which showed a man by the name of Isaac Boonin, who was an Evo scientist uh, that got himself exfiltrated. Uh, this footage confirmed it as he willingly stepped into a uh, van uh, with armed guards that uh, drove away instead of boarding the plane that he was supposed to be on. A plane that Bryn believes uh, was going to be sabotaged to uh, not reach its destination. So... Uh, the only other lead they have, besides the fact that they confirmed that Isaac Boonin was uh, willfully removed from Seattle-Tacoma Airport, uh, they saw a familiar symbol on one of the uh, one of the people who was transporting him. Uh, the symbol of the Mazashi clan, which um, just by hap happenstance, uh, they found a uh, Wakazashi, a, sh a short samurai sword with the the crest of the Mazashi clan on it during one of their previous jobs. In addition to that, as they got on their plane and started to fly away to go drop it and its unconscious crew off somewhere, um, Mouse received an interesting uh, communication from an unknown number uh, that simply said, I know who you are. I know what you are. Meet me at the attached coordinates alone tomorrow at midnight. I just want to talk for now. Don't bring anything with you. Don't tell anyone about this communication. Failure to comply, the offer will be rescinded, and the next time I reach out to you will not be peaceful. And she gets that while you guys are in the air. Um, where are you going to land the, the plane, uh, Bumbles? I guess. Snowhomish is... There's lots of farmland, right? I mean, lots. Relative. Relatively lots in compared to the rest of Seattle, yes. Sure. I guess I land it not on that airstrip where we took off from. Somewhere, not like nowhere, but, you know, far from stuff. 
Okay. And a field. I land in a field somewhere. Okay. Uh, you're going to need to roll some electronic warfare to mask your uh, signature while you do that. Otherwise, the authorities might pick up a plane landing in the middle of Snohomish. <laughs> while he's bringing this bird down, um, is anybody else doing anything? Mouse? Nope. Anything? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to put my clothes back on, like my clothes, yeah. not the that I assume were left in the plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this plane has all of your original clothes, uh, as well as an arsenal of drones. To be clear, I have clothes on. <laughs> I'm changing from fake clothes into my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got four hits to fly casually. As far as you know, you didn't trigger any alarms. No one ha- hailed you, anything like that. So you managed to... Uh, jam your signals enough uh, and fly low, uh, fly in at the right angle so that you don't just pop up on some law enforcement's radar. No doubt people heard a plane in the area. but Sure, but you know, lots of weird farmers have planes, they fly around, it's a thing. You're not entirely wrong, there is crop dusting around here. How long did it take us to get here? Not long, however long Bumbles really wanted to, it's, it's like... Very quickly. At tops, like, 15, 20 minutes to get from SeaTac to Snohomish. Okay. We've now reached our final destination of this field I found. <laughs> um, I guess we take our friends and leave them a safe distance away from the plane. I will ensure that the plane is a non-issue for us. <laughs> I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> if no one has any objections, that's exactly what happens. Oh, and Spot meets us. Sure. Good boys. We're gonna like arf arf. Uh, so you guys lay lay those uh, lay the crew of uh, the flight off a safe distance away. Bumbles, what are you using to uh, blow this baby up? Um, I take one of the stewardess's handkerchiefs. Um, I put it into the fuel tank, and then I light the handkerchief and run very fast. <laughs> All right. There's a, a non uh, a non elegant uh, bumble sprinting towards you guys in spot, uh, and he manages to dive behind spot right as the explosion goes off. <laughs> Could I have taken some of those umbrellas, those handful of umbrellas, and put them over the unconscious yeah crew so they yeah it's still it's still raining uh, uh, the same steady heavy downpour okay. <laughs> It feels nicer. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you guys can climb in spot and drive away from the s- scene of this massive explosion you just made. Yeah, I take us home. <laughs> so you guys uh, uh, pull in. You give Bryn kind of a sit rep, I'm assuming. And At some point, I pass out from the stim patch. Yeah, and you show you show uh, you show him like the footage. I think uh, you all like go into the hub. You're talking, Mouse. You're showing him the footage, and then all of a sudden, Mouse just keels over. Uh oh. I get her. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and I and I hold her while we debrief uh, Bryn. He goes, "Wow, it's unfortunate about the two guards, but um, I'll, I'll look. I'll look into them. See if they have any family. See if we can uh, make a donation. I think just the one. Right. The uh, the mage. Yeah. You know, the other two survived. Yeah. Good. We want to try and keep casualties to a minimum. Um, but I understand, obviously. We were super fucked, Bryn. <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of options. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad you all made it back safe. That's, that's first and foremost uh, what needs to happen. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start 
looking more into what you said this was the crest of the Mazashi clan? That's correct. There's the sword we brought back in a glass <laughs> case. Because that's what we do here in this cave. <laughs> I was wondering where that came from. <laughs> he, uh, he looks at the sword to see if there's any like distinguishing features beyond the, the symbol. Uh, he doesn't seem to see anything in particular, but he's like, I'll, uh, I'll start putting some feelers out and, and see what we can find. Um, obviously, you guys need to rest. Uh, clinic's fully stocked. Um, uh, let me know if Doc's coming by, if, if you need him to patch any of you up. Um, but take, take a, at least a few days off. I'll, I'll see, uh, I'll see w- what our next move is. You guys did well. Sure. Um, do I need Lockerman Grep to make another belt or can I do this myself now? I think you still need them to make it a belt that doesn't just look like a bomb. You're not a fashion person. <laughs> All right. So I, I send them the money. Um, yeah. Also, uh, your guys' salary of 8,000 new yen kicks in today. We on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you each make 8,000 new yen. Um, before you leave Bumble's, Bryn uh, stops you and goes, Hey, uh, uh, you got a second? I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um... I, uh, I got word back from Jerry, and I thought you might be interested. Yeah, of course. Where's Jerry now? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we got Jerry a, a new identity. Um, he laid low for a little while, and uh, he just got a position as a customs agent for Woozing Incorporated. Uh, basically just working on their, their naval shipyards. Oh, Jerry, you find the most wonderful jobs. <laughs> uh you can put jerry's connection rating up to uh three right now oh shit <laughs> uh but yeah i thought you'd be interested uh to know he's uh he's doing well he's uh uh he's um sometimes in seattle sometimes in china that's good to know great thank you i do really appreciate you helping him out oh please i mean if it wasn't for him We'd have been super fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for all we know, Hellion might still be around. Yeah, we'd be very dead. Oh, um, I give Bryn like a real big hug. No, he hugs you back and gives you a kiss. And he goes, I really got to get to work on... Uh... Yeah, you go do your thing. Uh, I have a, a new bomb to make. Wait, what? Oh. Never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and he uh, sits down and starts working at the hub. Hey, Bryn. Hey, you, yeah, got a, you got a second? Yeah, sure. What's, what's this new yen for? Oh, uh, it's, it's just monthly, you know, to keep up expenses, whatever you want it for. I mean, you gotta, you gotta live a little. Yeah. And, and obviously you're putting your lives on the line. You might as well, you know, get a little bit. I I managed to siphon off a a little bit of money from what I got left and it, you know, it pretty much self-sustains, uh, paying you each 8,000 a month. You... You know, I don't, I don't want his money. It's, that's not, that's not why I came back. Just. No, I, I mean, I know you don't want his money and if it makes you feel better, it's my money now. He grins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess semantically that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take this back? I'll let you know if I'm hurting, but I'm, I'm doing all right right now and it just doesn't feel right. Okay. Yeah. You just let me know. I'll uh, I'll I'll bank it for you. Thanks. And uh, uh, he accepts your cash withdrawal, and so uh, Bryn gets to work. Um, you guys got a couple days before anything new pops up. What's everyone doing? Uh, Boomer, Bumbles, Nim, anyone but Mouse. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bumbles, you go to lock him in Graps, right? What's the status of us going outside? We did just bomb an airport. Your disguises were good enough. Cool. And you yeah. didn't even bring Spot to the airport. I go, I, yeah, I go to lock him in Graps. Hello, Bumbles. Is that lock on my grab? <laughs> Is that lock on my grab? Uh, Bumbles can tell. I can't. <laughs> grab. Hi, Grab. How are you doing today? I'm... Are you here for another suit? No. I'm here for another belt. Another belt? Oh, another big boom belt? Yeah. You'll never believe how big a boom it was. <gasps> oh, Lock em, Lock em. <laughs> Bumbles has a story about the big boom belt. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> right, I recount the story of the big boom belt. <laughs> you have two <laughs> massive trolls just hanging on your everywhere being like, no. <laughs> yeah, just gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, I suppose we should make you another. That would be great. Yes, it's coming very handy. I don't know what I would have done without it. <laughs> You'd probably be dead. Yes, I would be dead. This belt is the most important thing to my survival. <laughs> All right, we'll get to work on another one. Do you happen to have more plastic explosive? I do not, but I'm more than willing to spend the money to pay for it. All right, we know a guy. <laughs> cool. Can you get me in touch with him? <laughs> Maybe I'll pass your number along to him. Cool. Do you have any ideas about how to put more armor in this wonderful suit you've made me without it looking conspicuous? There's not really any way to put armor on there that can't really be seen. It's about as good armor as we can put on a suit like that. But if you like it to have some sort of coating so that maybe you don't get electrocuted or... Oh, radiation. Or, oh, yeah, we have some radiation shielding modifications we can use. That would be fantastic. All right. You want us to go all the way or leave some room for something else? Go all the way, I think. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm going all the way, I'm going to need to go and find something a little more high end. Uh, otherwise, your suit won't really move so much as it will just be... A table piece or something. Right, right. That wouldn't be great. So if I go get the really good stuff, uh, then you won't even know it's there until someone tries to hit you with uh, radiation, and then you'll be really glad it's there. I'm sure I will. Um, what will it run me for that high-end stuff? It's not so expensive as it is hard to find. Looking at about just 3000 Yes, I'll pay it. That sounds great. All right. Um, you're gonna need to leave the suit here. We can give you a loaner. Oh, great. Yeah, of course. And, and then it might take a couple weeks for us to get it, and then not too long at all for us to just kind of spritz it on there. That sounds great. Yeah, let's do that. All right. And they give you uh, uh, a new suit to wear out, and they're gonna work on, uh, on your current suit. No, we're not good. We don't really do paperwork here, but should something happen to the loner suit, you might have to buy it. Right, that's fine. I will do my best to keep it safe. Can I put Bryn in touch with them to maybe help with the location of this stuff? Oh, I mean, I can ask him. I do. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess... Seemed prudent. Yeah, it's, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I can, I can, I can help him get that. Um, probably speed up the process a little bit. Great, thank you. 
Yeah, no problem. And so uh, on your way back, you get like a text from Bryn saying like they bumped it up to a week. It's not going to take them more than a week. Cool. That's very good. Because now I don't have to wait as long without radiation shielding. And now I don't have to wait as long trying to keep this suit very safe. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. So that's Bumbles, Nim, Boomer. I would have um, asked the rest of the team if they wanted new sins um, before reaching out to my contact to get myself a new sin. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much whatever social identification numbers you guys were using uh, on the job uh, that you just did, um, they're pretty burnt uh, seeing as... You guys were definitely on the charter for that plane, and then you knocked out the crew, and so they filed a report for those for Annie Juan, uh, Mar- Marlo Travers, Fabrizio Smith, and Ruth Phillips. Yes, please. Yeah, maybe like one that's not so good, and then one that's like pretty good. Okay, yeah, um, I can reach out to my contact, and then you guys can board me funds. Yeah. Yes, same same with me. Pretty good, not so good. Yeah, like that makes sense. Maybe maybe let's get a quote first, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can do I know what they what M usually charges me? Can I just tell them? All right. So for everyone to get a rating one and a rating four sin, uh, Nim, you guess it's probably going to be about uh, twenty thousand per person. Yeah. So you know, if you want something not so great and something Pretty decent. Uh, probably around 20K. Okay, here you go. Sure. Here. All right. Sounds good. I'll, I'll talk to my guy. Uh, you reach out to M? I'm just going to get a, a rating four, by the way. I'm not going to get the rating one. Okay, so that's 15,000 for you. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, you send, uh, you send a data packet to M um, uh, with, like, your requirements. Like, you know, you take what everyone wants, like, you know, name, background, licenses, and then you put it all in a, in a data packet. You have mouse encrypt it for you <laughs> or Bryn, either one of them. And, uh, and you send it off to your contact M who uh, sends you a message back um, with a quote. It's 20K uh, per person uh, and 15K for you. And, uh, you know, says uh, production will start as soon as the money is sent. All right. I will uh, wire over the money. Says like uh, expect a result in four days. You guys will be shipped all the pertinent information. Thanks. Smiley face. (laughs) No response. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Nim. She's getting some fake IDs. Anyone else doing anything? Uh, I'm going to walk up to Nim. Nim. Hey, Boomer. Word with you, please. Uh, sure. Uh, So we're, we're walking through the halls. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about our, uh, our last mission. Typically you don't, want to encourage enemies to shoot at us. All right? Yeah. Almost got us all killed. Shooting is the last thing we want to do on a mission. If I'm bored, that's a good thing. Look, about that, I I kind of panicked. I've been working on my own for the past five years, so I'm not really used to having people to look out for. And there was a gun in my face, and I know... I know I could have handled it better. Um, I'm sorry if that means anything. Well, luckily we made it out alive, but now you do have people that depend on you. This isn't some street-level run where somebody dies, oh, well, that's a bigger cut for you. This means something to me, everything here, not just living in a fancy mansion with a, with a salary. 
I mean, we're doing good we, work here. You don't think this means something to me? It, this is this is my legacy. This is all that I have left. Well, telling people to shoot at people working for your legacy is not a good start. All right, those other two, those are the only family I got. Bryn too. Father started something real good here. I intend to keep it going. Well, I I do too. I I hope you realize that I don't want you guys to get hurt. I'll try to I'll try to figure out something better next time. I do appreciate everything, Boomer. I'm you stepping in front of that blast. That was that was rough. Well, that's what we're all about. Any one of them would have done it in the same position. But if we're going to work together as a team, we're going to carry on your father's legacy. If we're going to continue working together and be a family that's got each other's backs, we need you on board, okay? Yeah, I I promise I'll try. All right, but I'm going to need more than words. I'm going to need to see some action. Well, I'm. I hope we never see that action <laughs> again. I really like not being shot at, but I I know what you mean. That makes two of us. We got lucky this time because Bumbles is insane and has a belt that explodes. <laughs> yeah, he really likes his explosives, doesn't he? He's terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to share a little secret with you. Bumbles is the only person I'm afraid of. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. And I'm now really glad that he just hit me with stick and shock when I played that prank on him. <laughs> I thought you were dead. <laughs> you mess with any of my direct, I'm going to stick and shock you too. So, <laughs> Okay, noted. <laughs> All right. Let's go get a beer. Let's put this all behind us because you're a damn fine runner and I can tell, but you, we need to work on this whole teamwork and inc not encouraging people to shoot at your teammates thing. Oh, I'm wait. They're not supposed to shoot at you. I'm, you didn't say that earlier. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember as they start walking off. Into <laughs> so mouse, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to look up, What's at those coordinates? I mean, hard to tell. You know, records in Puyallup aren't very at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, general, like, satellite imagery shows it's, like, a parking lot. But, like, one that's behind a whole bunch of other buildings. It's like you drive through an alleyway and then there's, like, a parking lot that connects all these different tenement housings together. Okay. Um. Well, I'm going to look up how long it's going to take me to get there. And then I guess I'm going to go... Well, first off, you all, before Mouse goes, um, uh, a day does pass. Um, so anyone with physical damage can roll body times two. However many hits you get will heal up the physical damage. Um, and in that amount of time, any stun damage you guys got will go away. Also, you each get a point of edge back. Is anyone using the, uh, the Valkyrie unit or the medical suite in the um, manor? Uh, either one of those would give you bonuses to recovering physical. I certainly offer the Valkyrie unit. I took a lot of damage, so I will use one of those. Uh, what bonus do I get? Um, so if you use the house, you get an additional six dice. I guess I'll use the Valkyrie unit. Okay. Uh, you get an additional four dice. Cool. So that that's for the first evening. I guess second evening, Mouse, you're sneaking away from the mansion? You're sneaking out of home? Yeah. Okay. I think I'll try and get out um, by going 
to docks. Okay. And then leaving from there and going above ground. Okay. That's easy enough. Yeah, you go through the orc underground. <laughs> uh, Hi, Joe. Hey, Mouse. Hi. Uh, yeah, you walk in. Uh, you get a warm greeting from any orc troll or other variant that you see. Uh, one of them, uh, a hobgoblin uh, female by the name of Marietta, uh, comes over. She's like, Mouse. Hi. And uh, she's like, I got some of those treats you like. And she uh, she gives you a cupcake. <laughs> Oh, thanks. It's a really good cupcake. Marietta makes great cupcakes. <laughs> uh, and then she runs away, uh, hobbling on her uh, on her little peg leg. <laughs> Neat. And uh, do you stop by dock or do you just... I don't stop by dock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you then climb up. Uh, you can walk a little ways in the uh, Orca Underground. You do actually get a little bit out of your comfort zone, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you start noticing you don't recognize the people around you, and they seem to not recognize you and are a little confused why a little tiny human uh, is just walking around by herself in the Orca Underground. Uh, right around there is when you dip up. <laughs> and yeah, you pop out um, in uh, southern Bellevue. Okay. What do you do now? Call a taxi? Sure. Easy <laughs> enough. You get in a taxi. And uh, you have to pay a little bit extra because you're going to pee all up. <laughs> it's okay. And there's a, there's a security fee there. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you get uh, you get there on time because you timed it out, right? So, yeah, you show up. Uh, the four buildings that surround this parking lot are super dilapidated, probably abandoned, or only housing squatters. Uh, this whole area of Pialop is basically just like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Super quiet, very creepy, um, and uh, none of the, like, the electricity works, anything like that. Uh, there's also a, a significant amount of noise just here, just because it's bad here. Okay. Can I reduce some of that noise? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to make you roll for it. You can you can clean up your, your noise. I mean, you have Fresnel fabric in your suit. Enough time, you can just, like, scrub that. Cool. Sure. And then can I matrix perception? Sure. How many hits did you get? Seven. Yeah. You give the place a scan. You pick up, like, a couple, like, shitty comlinks here and there. You don't pick up anything super interesting. Uh, you definitely, it's, it's pretty barren around here. Like, there's a car, like, around the block. It goes driving off. It's like a shitty Ford Americar. <laughs> okay. I guess I just wait here. So you walk into the parking lot area? Yeah. Okay. So you walk up to these four ominous buildings that look like they might tip over at any moment. Wind is blowing through, like, their, you know, blown out, like, rooftops. And uh, you walk through the little driveway that leads to this, like, parking lot that is in the, you know, the back of all these buildings. As you get there, you get a message from an unknown number that uh, tells you to go into the building to your north. Okay. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. Carefully. <laughs> sure. Uh, that building's got a, a decent amount of fire damage um, as you walk in. Uh, this whole ground level seems to have like probably been on the wrong side of a few Molotov cocktails. Uh, so it's all pretty charred and burnt out. Uh, the door's not even there. So you can just walk right in. Okay, I I do. Cool. As soon as you do, you uh, you feel like you hear the wind that was blowing around on the outside kind of fade away, and you can feel like the pressure in your ears that comes with like a white noise generator. Okay. And uh, and also um, your matrix signal gets worse as presumably some jammers turn on, and you hear a voice. I have to say, Juliet. You've looked better. Hi. 
Uh, out from around like a burnt like uh, uh, like storage room, walking through the wall there, you see a uh, woman. She looks just like you. Um, she might be a little bit older. Hard to say. Uh, she's got uh, blonde hair, uh, short cropped just past her ears, um, kind of, and uh, um, uh, she's wearing a, a black trench coat, um, black gloves. Um, high heels walks up to you. Her heels like clopping on the burnt wooden floor, and uh, she stops and uh, goes, "What happened to your arm?" Uh, I don't know. You don't know. She kind of like smiles just slightly at that. Who are you? She, at that, she furrows her brow and goes, "What? Are, what are you trying to do here? What's this?" You called me. She looks genuinely confused and a little suspicious. And she goes, yes, you know why I'm here. Well, not really. I mean, you're obviously a clone. <laughs> <laughs> like me. She nods. So, yeah. <laughs> what? She starts seeming to piece it together a little bit. She goes... Do you not remember me? Should I remember you? She uh, kind of like chuckles and goes, Huh. It's almost very tempting to believe you. But honestly, it just sounds like a convenient way for you to eschew your guilt. About, about what, maybe? <laughs> Look, I wanted to give you a chance to come back of your own free will. I thought maybe that's what you wanted. Come, come back to the place. <laughs> <laughs> at Evo. She actually, like, takes a step back, really, really looks at you, and goes, you really don't remember, do you? Huh. And then she composes herself again and takes a couple more steps towards you. Mm-hmm. And goes, I'm going to do you the courtesy of, of not lying to you, out of respect for the woman you used to be. Thank you? We're not friends. In oh. fact, your existence was... Once a threat to my own. When I was tasked with finding you after you ran away, I had planned on just killing you on sight. But, and she kind of like paces a little bit. Times change, I suppose. You've been missing for, over a little, uh, for a little over two years now. Do you know that? That makes sense. She goes, yeah. The great Juliet Nine. Poster child for the project. I thought maybe you'd want to come back and reclaim your throne now that you've gone out and had a little bit of fun. But... Something happened, huh? You don't remember any of it? No, no, I don't. But if we're not friends, why, why'd you just want to meet? Well, first and foremost, they would like you back alive. Though, I have the option to bring you back in a body bag. Like I said, I thought I'd give you a chance to come back of your own free will. I've been after you for some time. Uh, though, there were some hiccups. Within the first year, my cover in the shadow community had to be compromised to handle a security breach, so I was pulled off the search. And at that point, the triumvirate decided that you were most likely dead. I had hoped they were right, honestly. That is, until your face, our face, showed up on the news at that, uh, she waves her hand, uh, Harding Estate. When it, uh, when it showed up on the news, you were in the back there. Blue hair and a chrome arm. 
Not necessarily what we were looking for. Good way to hide yourself. But your mistake... It's funny to me. The concept you can even make mistakes. Your mistake was my blessing. Because they sent me back out. And uh, if I don't bring you back, I'm retired at the end of the year. Well, that sounds kind of nice. <laughs> she sits there for a second. <laughs> blinks a little bit. Retirement for us is a bullet in the temple, darling. Oh. Wait, why would you go back then? The only shot I have at survival is bringing you in, alive or dead. The alive option happens tonight, right now. You come back to the fold, and our scientists can probably crack whatever's going on with you in there. And she gestures at your head. <laughs> See if we can't get you a little closer to your former glory. Regardless, the samples you'd provide are the key to the future of this project, so it's better if you're alive. You belong at home, Juliet. My name is Mouse. She kind of like, almost looks like a little bit disdainful at that. Like scrunches up her face a little bit. Like she wants to like smack you for saying that. And she goes, <sighs> and composes herself again. So what's it going to be? Um, this is your one chance to come back peacefully. It doesn't sound very peaceful. And I don't even know you. <laughs> of course you do. I'm you. We're sisters. She smiles. But you... But we're not friends. Do we have to be? I don't know. Ex what, what happens next if I go with you? You come back. And our scientists have a look at you. But... There's no but. Obviously you can't leave. You come home for good. And you... You leave everybody alone? How do you mean? My... My team? They're of no consequence to us. That doesn't answer the question. Of course, if you stay, then I suppose they'll all die. What is it about this life that makes you want to stay? Well, you were a, sh you were a shadow runner. You make, you make a family. You know, there was a time you were this passionate about our mission. What is our mission? These people you're with. You do anything for them? Wouldn't you? She chuckles, takes a few more steps to you. Hmm. It's, uh... And she runs a finger along, like, the burnt, like, counter in your buyer. You know, picking up a bunch of the soot and kind of, like, rubbing it off with her thumb. It's something about this life out here. It makes you get... Attached. Were you attached? Mm. Attachments to the outside world? They're just gonna get you hurt, Juliet. You didn't answer my question. I don't have to. My name is Mouse. What's it going to be? Eventually, we all have to come home, Juliet. She says that, seeming to enjoy sticking you with it. How long did it take me to get here? It took you from Bellevue, probably like 45 minutes. Okay. I'll go with you. She raises her eyebrows, nods. On the condition that the people who are important to me don't get hurt. Darling, the only people who should be important to you is your real family. That doesn't, that's, they are my real family. She looks like a little like, oh, you poor thing. And she, uh, she says, like I said, they have no consequence to us. You come with us peacefully, they'll never find you. And because of that, they'll be safe. Of course, if they prove to be a thorn in the organization's side, then, well, 
we'll have to put them down. <laughs> Does Mouse laugh? Yeah. She looks a little surprised by that. She goes, something funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, that actually seems to get to her a little bit. And she goes, we don't have all night, Juliet. What's your answer? I already said, on the condition that my the people who are important to me aren't hurt. And she shrugs and goes, all right then. And she reaches into her trench coat and pulls out a needle and takes the, the top off of it. Make sure, you know, the fluid's all there. Mm-hmm. And she goes, come on then. Let me put you under. Uh, I hit the button on my ring. Oh shit, you guys made rings. I forgot about that. <laughs> At that, uh, there's uh, all the lights in the, ma- in the mansion turn on. Um, there's a kind of a, like, beep. And uh, all of you guys kind of wake up. And then you see that in all of your AR displays, there's uh, a distress signal from Mouse showing her location in Puyallup. Yeah, I'm in the garage as quickly as possible, in the Mach 6, on my way as fast as it goes. Okay. I'm making my way down there. Bum- Bumbles? Boom- Boomer? What's what's happening? I don't know. Get your shit. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Boomer and Nim, are you guys hopping in spot with Bumbles? I mean, spots, in the, spots in the garage with the doors open. I'm gone in the Mach 6. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I hop in and I uh, hit the button for my mil-spec armor. <laughs> no. <laughs> The panel in the floor opens and it's there. Yes. <laughs> and a sign that says, I can't get the rings to work. <laughs> You're going to have to put it on manually. Sorry. Heart bumbles. <laughs> uh, All right. Get to try my Iron Man suit. <laughs> Sorry, Boomer. I can't get it to work. Oh, friggin'. Um, Let's go. Uh, so as soon as uh, Nim and um, Boomer are in the car... I assume Spot goes to try and catch up with the Mach 6. Yes, I start driving Spot. Cool. Um, Mouse, when you do that, uh, the woman you're talking to kind of like goes, huh. And she puts the cap back on the uh, on the needle. Oh, did she get it? Puts it, back on her, puts it back on her coat and she goes, so you've made your decision for real then. And you hear the sound of a helicopter coming nearby. I tackle her. Did you try to tackle her? Okay. Roll... Unarmed combat. Three. Okay. Um, so you lunge to try and grab her, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of fluidly, she sidesteps and uses your momentum to shove you to the ground, and uh, and then she steps back, kind of like looking a little happy, actually, at this turn of events. And she goes, uh, the helicopter's getting closer, so she has to kind of like shout. And she's like, then the offer for alive is off the table. Next time I come for you, you won't see me coming. And uh, she... Uh, I'm going to get three marks on the helicopter. Okay. Okay. You can, you can try. <laughs> if I pre-post-edge, does that blow my limit out? Uh, yes. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Uh, you get three marks on the helicopter and as, as you do, you, you, you just like press the button really quick. You, you slide this, the fucking 
encryption and security and firewall on this is off the charts, mm -hmm. but you still manage to get it. Mm -hmm. You just like with the like rush of adrenaline, you manage to just like bypass all of the firewall and get in there. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you do, you hear her so say, oh, you used to be so good at this. And she uh, presses something in her AR and your deck pss, turns off. Uh, at this point, she's stepping down. You can see the spotlight of the helicopter uh, coming down on her. Um, and like a rope is a rope. No, is I'm going to tackle it. <laughs> okay. Um, no, uh, I'm going to cut the rope. Okay, you're going to run up and try to cut the rope? It's kind of like attacking the thing that she's grabbing almost, right? So, yeah. so you're, you're like blasting out of hands almost by yeah. cutting the rope. Right. Uh, so uh, it's a cold shot at a minus two. Four? Uh, so she hears you coming and, uh, and like turns and sees you running like sword out. Um, and again, she sees you, she kind of uses your momentum against you. Like she pushes up the, the helicopter is already starting to raise a little bit and she pushes up using that like momentum, uh, kind of kicking off of you, not like kicking you, but like pushing off of you with her foot as you try to swing at her and you stumble and miss the rope just barely. And she's, uh, got the rope like wrapped around her, uh, her left forearm as she waves to you with her, with her right hand. And, uh, she's getting like pulled up in the helicopter. The helicopter pulls away the headlight, the spotlight gets off of you just for a second as it turns off and you see the Evo logo on the tail of the helicopter and uh, roll a perception test for me really quick. Five? Yeah. Uh, you see as she gets on the helicopter, it's already pulling away, starting to go away. Not much you can do at that point. You, uh, you check your deck. It won't reboot. Uh, she's, she obviously formatted it as you were approaching um, and you see her uh, kind of sit down, um, get handed like a headset by like a uh, guard and like in like mil spec armor um and uh she pulls out of her trench coat a deck and you see it's a fairlight paladin that she's working with a million dollar deck i sit down on the stoop and i wait for the team <laughs> so uh bumbles if you're trying to get there as fast as you possibly like physically can yes you're going to attract the attention of the law enforcement agencies they're welcome to try <laughs> All right, cool. You blare up onto the highway and start zooming through, um, zigzagging through all of the um, the cars there. Um, and uh, after like a minute of that, you realize the cars seem to be diverting off of the highway. <laughs> yeah. So for one d six minutes, I can go twenty percent faster. Okay. You got four minutes. <laughs> you are flying down, um, uh, and uh, you get an alert in your AR like forced into into your AR being like pull over under arrest that kind of stuff all the all the standard like uh uh like police messages to try and get you to pull over and you see the blaring headlights uh pulling up onto the highway behind you I'm going to need you uh to roll a driving test for me okay 7 hits um I do release oil slick behind me as I go. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So uh, you release the oil slick. You're already losing the like. It looks like there's like four cop cars chasing you. Lights uh, flashing. Uh, they fall a bit behind you, and then you see them spin out of control as they hit the uh, uh, the oil slick. Um, and like the one that manages to make it through, uh, you're still losing it. Um, and as you're getting to the point where you would jump off the highway, you notice that like uh, there's a helicopter that's uh, like 
not so much like catching up. It's like caught up with you, and it's like maintaining. It's maintaining its uh, visual on you. Uh, okay, so I've got um, electronic countermeasures three, which I believe shields my signature in the matrix. Uh, yes, and uh, chameleon coating. So a fun thing you can do with chameleon coating, if you get in a lot of car chases, is you can basically use it as like a big projection of what's on the other side of the car from the people looking at you. It's true. So the Mach 6 is, you know, as invisible as it can be now. Okay. So you chameleon coat, uh, you look like the road, and you veer off. Um, roll another driving test for me, see if you can lose the, uh, the, the visual on this helicopter. Uh, that's six hits. Uh, yeah, you definitely shake the spotlight and then like you pull under, uh, under like the overpass and you like duck through some alleys, uh, pulling some crazy maneuvers. Um, and, uh, they seem to lose visual on you and also they seem to disengage cause you've now entered Piala. Right. Good try boys. <laughs> uh, and I, I pull up to mouse, I assume. Yeah. Mouse, you hear. As, uh, as, uh, the Mach 6, uh, hops over, uh, over, um, a, like, half-broken wall, uh, and lands, uh, in the street in front of you and, like, I spin so the passenger side door is to mouse and it opens. I walk down and get in the car. All right, I drive us home as quickly as I can. As quickly as I legally can. Right, right. I assume you, you take a very different route. Because you can already hear, like, the helicopters and stuff, like, setting up on the highway, like, kind of trying to make a perimeter around Puyallup to, like, right. see if maybe you poke your head back out. Um, um, we are still invisible. Right. So roll another driving test for me. That's four hits. You have to take a bit of a roundabout way. But, uh, yeah, you, you can make your way back. You, you, like, bypass the area where the security is intensified. And now you're just driving up through Auburn. Right, so Spot turns around and starts driving home. What's going on? What what happened? We're here. I'm here. We're good, right? Yeah, are you okay? What's going on? You talk now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. What are you doing here? Um. I send a message to the Spot. Tells him, Mouse is safe. We're on our way home. See you there. I mean, yeah, you could even open up the DNI between all of you. Not yet. Okay. Mouse seems down. Can we just go go home? Sure. Okay. Sorry. Do you want to stop for ice cream? No. I send Spot to pick up ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> boomers, uh, <laughs> boomers, boomers in mil-spec armor. Uh, Nim, you're sitting there, uh, and uh, you realize that instead of going back towards Whitmore's Manor, you are moving uh, to a cold soy creamery, <laughs> and it pulls up into the drive-thru. Welcome to Cold Soy Creamery. Can I take your order? Uh, uh. On the dashboard, just, you know, the, the display just pops up. Four. Get four. <laughs> we'll take four soy sundaes, please. <laughs> with extra syrup. No. Uh, with nuts? No. One of what? those is chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> one, one of them chocolate soy sundae, please. No. Just, just a regular cup. Oh. 
uh, three soy sundaes and one cup of chocolate soy. Thank you. There's an audible <laughs> sigh <laughs> through the uh, speaker. One chocolate, three soy days coming up. <laughs> uh, pull around, pay the second window. Thank you for Thanks. shopping at Cold Soy Creamery. All <laughs> oh, right, second window. Uh, I'm just going to just open the smuggling hatch and just hide. <laughs> You pull up Nim sitting in an open rigger cocoon in this tank of a car. You're looking down at the window. <laughs> Hi there. It'll be 12 new yen, please. Sure. Here you go. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, you too. They just stare at you confused as the window closes. <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, spot starts making its way towards Whitmore's <laughs> manor. You guys get there relatively around the same time. I time it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, you guys get there, and, and Bryn's like hailing you, uh, like opens up a DNI between all of you, except for Mouse if Mouse's deck is still down. It is. Uh, and he's like, "What's going on, sit rep?" Uh, I don't know. Mouse is fine. She's in the car with me. We're home now. That's as far as I got. We got rerouted to Cold Soy Creamery. Yeah, that was me. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we're heading back now with ice cream. Okay, that, oh, let's have everyone meet in the hub. <laughs> Didn't get Bryn an ice cream. Bryn, Bryn can have mine. Okay. Yeah, we go there. We go to the house and park. All right, uh, everyone convenes in the hub. I leave my deck on the kitchen counter. Okay. Yeah, you, you get there and, and Bryn's like looking at you. He's like, his hair's all like, it's the first time you've ever seen his hair messed up. It still looks kind of good, but he's not a dryad. So his hair is pretty fucked up. It's like completely like sticking straight up on one side. Uh, and he's wearing like, like pajama bottoms and like no shirt. And he's like, got like one slipper on his foot and he's like looking a little ha- like <laughs> frazzled. He's like, what? So what's, what's going on? What happened? Mouse, are you okay? Yeah. What happened? What, what were you doing down in Piala? Well, I got a message and it um, said to meet there and not to bring anybody. And it's just a talk. And so I went and it was me, but not me. It was it was a clone? Yeah. And... She had a Fairlight Paladin and a helicopter. And even 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 now, Bryn's like, ooh, Fairlight Paladin. <laughs> and she was like better than me in every way. And she beat me and now she's gonna kill us and I can't fight her, so What what do you mean she beat you you're okay you're here yeah she let me go why why would she let you go i don't know because because maybe she was keeping her promise i guess what what was her promise it it was just to talk and then she said if i went with her then then she wouldn't hurt you guys so then you would be okay and doc would be okay and and so i said yes and then she took out a big needle and I, that was scary. I didn't like it. And so I thought maybe, 
maybe she wouldn't notice the ring because it's just a burst, but apparently she was, like, noticing everything. And and then she braked my deck and left in a helicopter. And then you guys had to come all the way down to pick me up. Mouse, it sounds to me like you weren't up against just this woman. Sounds to me like you were up against an Evo strike team of some sort. I mean, you don't know how many people she had supporting her. She could have had a whole logistical suite in a vehicle nearby that was covering every single signal going in and out on a, in a four block radius. I mean, this was a very prepared meeting this woman had for you by the sounds of it. Did you see the serial number on the uh, helicopter? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was right there underneath the uh, the Evo logo. I have a photographic memory. And you have a photographic I memory. I saw it. I remember. And he's like, "All right, um, uh, what is it? I, I can I can use the hub. Maybe I can see where she went." I give it to him. And he uh, he sits down and starts working. Mouse, if she had a big needle, I she didn't just want to talk. There's there's nothing else you could have done. I'm just glad you're all right, Mouse. Me too. I brought you something. He holds up a half-melted uh, uh, ice cream sewing day. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. That. I already ate mine. <laughs> don't tell Doc. Uh, uh, no. Not no, not going to. No. <laughs> Thank you for... If you want, I can coming. hang out close by and it'll help you feel a little safer. No, I think it's better if you kind of just stay in a different neighborhood. Wait, what? Right, it's there's five neighborhoods in the mansion, <laughs> and I run through them all. <laughs> this is what Mouse is referring to. Oh. You guys named neighborhoods? It's a very big house. We have a lot of free time. Also, <laughs> that's dumb and wrong, Mouse, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think what Bumbles is trying to say is that we're not going to leave you out there on your own. Okay. Why don't we just get some sleep? We'll start planning in the morning. Right. I'm going to go figure out how to kill a Decker with, I guess, like a crazy sword. I don't know what a paladin is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that snaps Bryn out and he goes, wait, what? A Fairlight Paladin. It's, it's like the best deck in all of the... Sometimes you and he goes back to working on the hub. Right. Well, I guess if you put a deck in a sword, it would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. I'll uh, set the ice cream down by Bryn and say, "Here, if you want it, we've got an extra." Ooh, thanks. <laughs> Should we be beefing up the security or anything? Um. You haven't been here long, have you? <laughs> they didn't come after her here. They either don't know that she's here or they're not going to risk hitting her here. All right, if that, you're sure. We have a pretty responsive security system. Listen, we've talked about this before. This is what the drills are for. And then also, if we had the plane I sent the requisition form for, oh. the 12-minute response time would be a 45-second response time. And this would be a different conversation. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, Bryn kind of looks at you and then kind of smiles sheepishly and goes, but then I wouldn't have gotten ice cream. And he grabs some ice cream. Says who? <laughs> I can drive five things at a time. 
I can also bake stuff, <laughs> but no, nobody wants Boomer's bitchin' banana bread. <laughs> uh, Mouse, you're laying in bed. What's everyone else doing for the evening? Brennan's staying up now. He's not going to bed. I get some of my stuff, and I take the room next to Mouse's. Uh, I set up in the hub and reopen project. So you need to kill a very good Decker. <laughs> Dust that one off and start looking at it. I really thought I was done with this. But no, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> Nim, you doing anything particular over the evening? Uh, I'll ask Bryn if he can use any help. He goes, uh, right now I'm just, I'm just sweeping the city for any history of that helicopter's movements. I... Uh, if I find anything, though, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, Mouse, is your deck still on the kitchen table? Yep. Yeah. I will grab it and take it up to Mouse's room. Okay. And tap on the door. Hello? Hey, can I come in? Yes. Hey, I uh, I saw this downstairs, and I know that you might not want it at this second, but I think you're going to want it in the near future. And from what I've seen... You're pretty good with it. I know that doesn't mean a lot, and I know I haven't been around for very long, and this woman has a crazy deck, and that's, well, it still doesn't mean you should give up on your deck. Thank you. I'll just put it on your dresser, okay? And then when you want it, you can, it's right there. Thanks. Good night, Mouse. Good night, Nim. Uh, the evening passes. If anyone has any physical damage, they can <laughs> they can roll body times too to recover some. I'm still recovering. <laughs> Mouse, uh, when do you put your deck back together? Uh, when I have to. Okay. One, if anyone's not doing anything for the next couple days, one of the days that you wake up, Mouse, your deck is fixed. Okay. And uh, there's a little note on it. Like, it says, you're probably going to need this soon. Don't worry, I didn't look at any of your inter- internet history. And then you, like, grab it. And it's like, it's like heart Bryn. And you grab it, and you realize on the other side it has it, something else written on it. It's like, I'm, I was just making a joke when I mentioned the internet history thing. It's the thing people say sometimes. Sorry, I don't, and he ran out of space. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. Put it, put it in my jacket pocket, like, where it normally goes. Cool. When you boot it up, uh, you see you have a bunch of notifications, uh, like, waiting for you. Okay. I read them. Uh, you open them up, and you realize they, they link you to, um, to like, a, a message board, like a, like a hacker message board. You don't remember setting up an account of or anything, but there's a post there by you. This you know, like, username, mouse, and it's got... Like a little mouse icon for the <laughs> for the uh, for the symbol. It's like a triple encrypted uh, uh, thread, um, just like a public board for anyone who's a who's a hacker to like post. Um, and uh, it's definitely not written by you either. Just the wording is very wrong. It's like, hey, so I was wondering. I was I was out on a job, and uh, this one uh, decker with. A pretty shit deck compared to mine. Uh, managed to get three marks on me and then uh, tried to uh, data spike me and break my deck. I mean, he didn't. He didn't succeed. I managed to take him out before he could. He could. Why he could break anything? And you know, I was able to take him out. I thought for sure it was a better deck, but turns out it was just a 
you know, crappy deck two tiers down below mine. Uh, I'm just wondering, what, what did I do wrong? All of the responses are just a bunch of people. They don't answer the question, really. Instead, they just go, wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, you're telling me somebody with a shittier deck than you got three marks on you, popped up, didn't reformat, but instead data spiked, and then you still took them out? And, like, it's a bunch of messages like that. A bunch of people being like, you're the best fragging decker there is. You should have been dead in the water. And then, like, that guy must have had the, been on the best day of his life. I mean, <laughs> to be able to take out a deck higher than this. And then a bunch of people were like, this is bullshit. There's no way this happens. If someone gets three marks on you and you don't know it, you're done. That's it. End of story. The original poster, uh, I, I submit that this thread be removed. This original poster is obviously fabricating. A bunch of people were like, nah, fuck it. And, like, it goes on for a little while. Um, and uh, uh, and then, like, so these are all the notifications you have. And there's one... There's one uh, other message you have waiting um, that's not part of that thread of notifications. It's a message from Brim being like, sorry, I couldn't resist myself. Wanted to show you, uh, uh, show you how you stock up to the rest of the world. And then boop, 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 another message pops up from an encrypted uh, number. Uh, check it. <laughs> uh, it says, hey, are you Mouse? Yes. I'm one of the admins of the Denver Nexus data haven. Probably you've heard of us in like a little winky face. Do I know what that is? Yes. Everyone, any hacker worth their salt knows about the Nexus. It's, uh, it's actually the world's largest data haven. It's chock full of just mountains and mountains of information. It's, uh, uh, it's invite only to gain access to it. Um, but once you're in, uh, it's basically like an extremely, extremely private message board and database uh, that top-level hackers uh, join so that they're able to uh, share stuff with each other. It, it kind of speeds up the legwork process almost if like maybe someone does a data dump of you know one corporation's exec's cell phone and then like throw some of that information on the data haven and then later somebody else needs some you know dirt on that corp, they might be able to find it on the data haven. Um, and everyone's like sharing tips and back and uh, and helping each other out if needed. Um, and uh, so like you've heard about it. it's it's like, fabled it's i mean one of the like most famous deckers in the world netcat is uh is like the founder of it or at least the one in charge at this point um and uh yeah like all of the top name deckers in the shadows are uh, admins here yes <laughs> uh well uh i'd like to cordially welcome you uh to the nexus uh we uh, we saw your post on uh game hacks and did a little bit of digging this is a secure line were you the one who posted that information about uh about vitas about a year back oh yeah uh-huh yeah welcome to the nexus <laughs> Bing. and uh uh like an encrypted data packet pops up and it's like uh that's uh that's today's 15 passwords to get through all the security You'll get a data packet every day with passwords for as long as your membership lasts, uh, which, judging by what I've seen, is probably going to be indefinitely. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing what you can contribute. Oh yeah, uh, can I give you something right now? Sure. Okay. I mean, you can post it on the on the on the Nexus whenever you want. Oh, you'll probably do it quicker though, right? Uh, go right ahead. Okay, I send the last six months of SeaTac uh, <laughs> <laughs> video um, there. <laughs> okay, uh, it, like it shows up. There's like there's a pause for a little while, and then the message shows up, just like 
Holy frag. <laughs> are you are you kidding me right now? Oh, did it not send? No, it's, <laughs> it sent. Uh, yeah. Um, he just, like, there's no response for a minute. He goes, "Yeah, I'll uh, I'll post this up under your under your handle." Uh, Mouse works, right? Uh huh. Cool. Dead. Well done. Definitely glad to have you aboard the Nexus. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And it and it hangs up. Yeah, me as you did uh, spend the karma to get the. Positive quality Prime Data Haven membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are uh, you now have a Prime Data Haven membership uh, at the Nexus. It has loyalty. It is a group contact with loyalty three, connection five, and the Data Haven can uh, be extremely useful uh, in terms of legwork. I guess I'm gonna go down to Bryn. Hey, Mouse. Hey. Sorry, I couldn't just let that deck just sit there and. Collect dust. It's wrong. You don't use one. Yeah, but I can appreciate a good deck. It's not. Um, I there's a um, I got a mess. Well, the, I saw the message. Right. I I don't know. I felt bad. I kind of just hopped right into trying to track down that helicopter, which incidentally didn't really work. I just I feel like I wasn't really there for you, you know. So I thought I'd. I'd do something and maybe lift your spirits a little bit. I'm sorry if I overstepped any bounds, but... That's okay. Um, I kind of ended up... I, th- I th- Somebody read that, and then I, I got, like, an invitation to join the Denver Nexus Data Haven. Bumbles, where are you? Nim, where are you? Boomer, where are you? Just, like, physically in the mansion? <laughs> um... <laughs> I think I'm probably still in the hub working on, so you've got to kill a very good decker. Okay, so you're in the hub, Nim? Nim's probably in the kitchen. Okay, uh, and uh, so that's just uh, that's just around the corner for where there's, where there's conversations happening. Uh, Boomer? I'm probably training. I got, I got my orc rock going on, hitting the bag. <laughs> All right, so the only person who doesn't hear this is Boomer. You got what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I'll some pop- of us are trying to work. <laughs> and I go back to drawing a very large I'll cabinet pop my on head. top of a sketch of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pop my head out. Everything okay? Uh, I, uh, Bryn seems unable to think of words. Uh, but I just... Are you mad at me? No, I, that's really... That, he just like doesn't... He's like, oh, it looks like he's having a malfunction. He's like... <laughs> I think he's having a seizure. I, no, no, I just... Wow, that's the Nexus, the biggest data haven that's... Uh, do you think you can put in a good word for me? I've been trying to get in for a while. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know how it works. I guess I've been trying to get in. You don't really ask, right? So I, I, I guess I just haven't done anything. I don't really share information that much, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure maybe they just haven't noticed. But hey, they got you, and that's great. Wow. And he like, <laughs> then he just like is like, ha. Huh. Oh, Mouse, do you know what this is? Prince jealous. No, no. He's jealous of you. No. You made him jealous. Good job. You look ridiculous. Hey. <laughs> I'm just really happy. I'm overcome with happiness and pride for Mouse. That's, That's envy. Not She's got brain damage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Damn it. 
Mouse, they're telling the truth. I'm, I'm, it's like, we're, both, we're all telling the truth. I'm, I am both incredibly happy for you, but also insanely jealous. That's a, that's like one step down from Jack Point, which is like, frag, that's, I told you, you're fragging great. Was it the VTOS? Is that what it, they, you yeah. shared the VTOS and then they liked that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it when you did that. So. Yeah, Brent, maybe you should share more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got some work to do. <laughs> but seriously, Mouse, you deserve it. Put it to good use. That's going to be extremely helpful. Oh, should I look for that helicopter there? I mean, you might as well try. I, I honestly don't. I was like live feeding on every camera. It just kind of disappeared. Hmm. But you could try. There's no reason not to. Okay. I guess so. I'm not going to make you roll for it. There's nothing on there about that helicopter being spotted. Sure. Right, and what the frag are you yelling about? <laughs> I just, um, nothing. I'm going I'm to go to the hub and work. Bren just realized that Mouse is cooler than he is. Yeah, Mouse got into like a country club for hackers. <laughs> nice. Where'd you go, Mouse? Do we have any more ice cream? <laughs> Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. You guys do live in a mansion. Ice cream, ice cream for lunch. Ice cream for lunch. <laughs> uh, after a couple more days' time, it's been four days since Mouse's encounter with the Evo operative. Bryn does send you guys the standard, uh, you know, meet in the hub brief time. Has enough time passed to get my belt and suit? You're just a little short of that. <coughs> and you're about uh, like a day or two days short of that. Okay, cool. Do we get our fake sins? Uh, yeah, those have shown up. Everyone, you have your fake sins. Uh, whatever name you gave him, whatever licenses you wanted, you got two licenses. One rating one fake sin, one rating four fake sins. Uh, except for Nim, who got just one rating four. All right, everyone goes to the hub to meet up with Bryn? Mm-hmm. Yep. He goes, uh, all right, so I've, uh, I've been looking into the... Uh, uh, into who extracted Bunin. Obviously, we know it was probably the Mazashi clan, but uh, as soon as I started looking into it, what lore there is on the Mazashi clan uh, doesn't really... I don't really peg them for people who just exfiltrate corporate expats. It's not really their MO. So I'm imagining they were working with a team. Didn't someone tell us they were assassins? Yes. Yama told us they Yama were. Yama told you that they were assassins. Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, they they are they are first and foremost uh, political uh, assassins, um, but uh, you know, or yeah, at, at the highest level, but at lower levels, you know, just any any assassination. But uh, from what I can tell, mostly they target the big bads. So points for them. I'm not sure why they were involved in the extraction of Isaac Boonin, but that's what we want to find out. Uh, so I, uh, I I figured. They're working with a team, probably a team of experienced coyotes, if they're handling uh, uh, something this uh, this high profile. Um, so uh, I uh, poked around a bit, and I think I got a line on uh, who organized the uh, the job. And with that, and he presses a couple buttons in his AR, and uh, uh, the screens all turn on. And uh, you see the face of a woman. It's hard to say exactly how old she is. She might be, like, early 40s. She might be early 60s. It's hard to tell. Her face is, like, hard leather. Uh, and on that, on that like, wrinkly, leathery face, uh, there's just 
another an extra inch or two of makeup uh her, her like if you were to squint your eyes and make her her blurry you might think she was a clown because she's got like big blue eyeshadow does she does she have the smile Rosy red cheeks, uh, too much lipstick, um, and all of this being viewed through a haze of smoke as she puffs uh, a cigarette, holding it between two fingers that have way too long of fake nails on them and tons of rings and bracelets. Oh God, is this video? And yes, and uh, <laughs> and there's a big, big curly hair uh, with like a bow in it for no reason that doesn't match the rest of the outfit, uh, and. Uh, Bumbles, you are greeted with the uh, with the smile of your uh, your first fixer, Estelle. Ah! <laughs> uh, she smiles at all of you. It's like her teeth are attacking you, <laughs> and uh, she goes, "Bumbles, baby." Hi, Estelle. <laughs> How's it going, darling? I it's heard you've been great. Work- yeah, I've heard you've been working a lot. That's great. That's great. Don't forget where you came from, right? Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, look at your team. You have such a great team, Bumbles. I think I, I hooked you up with a couple of these ones. Yeah. That's great. Oh, man. Man, you know, you, you think like maybe if somebody uh, made you uh, get on the path to such a lucrative life, you, you you maybe give them a bit of a kickback. But, you know, I understand you're busy. I'm sure the check's coming in the mail, right, darling? <laughs> and she takes a big comical puff of her uh, uh, cigarette, which is spent, and she puts it out on her desk and pulls another one out of her hair and lights it. <laughs> I just sort of smile awkwardly <laughs> and wait and hope that her vision is based on movement. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, pretty boy here uh, reached out to me because he knows I got my finger on the pulse of anyone who comes in and out of Seattle. Um, and uh, looks like you guys are looking for who pulled the Bunin job, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I texted him, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm scared, too. But we gotta be brave. Oh, come on. She's great. Anyone but me. Anyone but me. Please. <laughs> Anyways, uh, an old an old contact of mine uh, goes by the name of Freight. Uh, she runs a pretty tight ship. Uh, some pretty high caliber uh, coyotes. Uh, I'm, uh, she's the one who organized the job. Now, if you want, uh, I can set up a meet. That'd be great. All right. Um, well... Just a word of warning, uh, uh, Freight is a bit of a hard ass, so uh, you're gonna wanna gonna wanna be on your toes. She can she can uh, she can drive a hard bargain, but uh, uh, if you kind of if you gotta stand your ground, you might have a chance. Uh, honest, obviously, people in our line of work, work, we don't really tell people who does what job or where those clients were taken because if we did, then uh, Bumbles wouldn't be around here anymore. Now would you, Bumbles? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> and then like. Red leader just sort of comes down into the frame next to me and like nuzzles up close. <laughs> Your biomonitor shows you are in distress, Bumbles. Are you all right? Everything's fine, Red leader. She can't hurt us here. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Bumbles. <laughs> Shall I alert the swarm? Maybe just keep them on standby. Of course, Bumbles. <laughs> Uh, Bringo's, I've already arranged, uh, to pay, uh, Estelle's modest finder fee. Uh, and, uh, if you guys are willing, uh, uh, Estelle can set you guys up, uh, with a meeting whenever is convenient. Did you want to meet in my office? She says. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm getting mixed messages here. Are yep. you two a couple? <laughs> Who's she pointing at? You and Bubbles. God, no. <laughs> Bryn's loving every second of this. I'm sure. We'll meet anywhere. Where, outside. We'll meet outside. In the air. What else? Oxygen. <laughs> How about we send you uh, some coordinates and a time for tomorrow? Oh, darling, darling, I'm a very, very busy woman. You don't need to meet with me. You need to meet with Freight. I'm just the middleman here. Right. You can pass those coordinates along to Freight. Sure thing, darling. I like her, Bumbles. You have good taste in women. You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, and, and she goes, oh, pretty boy, just uh, just don't forget our deal, yeah? And uh, he he goes, I wouldn't think of it, Estelle. Uh, your payment's in the mail. And she goes, that's what I like to hear, all right. Uh, well, pleasure meeting all your bubbles. Don't be a stranger, doll. Uh, whatever, whoever you are, I like you a lot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and forward pretty be my contact information. If you need anything at all, if you need uh, to be smuggled in, smuggled out, anything like that, you just go ahead and let me know. Thanks. The name's Nim. Nim? All right. I'm just going to write that down here in my little Rolodex. Yeah. (laughs) 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 N-I-M and Y-M. N-Y-M. All right. Nim, I like your style, girl. Uh, Lose this dead weight, she says to Bumbles. I'm just joking, doll. (laughs) Great. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and she goes, all right, send me those coordinates and I'll uh, pass them along to Freight. Toodles! Bloop! And the, the phone, uh, the line goes dead. Oh, God, I can feel the smoke in my lungs. <laughs> Bryn, did what? you have to put it on the biggest screen? <laughs> yes. I'm going to go yes, take I another did. shower. <laughs> What'd you send her for payment? A photo of yourself? Not me. Uh, Boomer looks at Bumbles. I'm building the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you're not. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> I mean, I can. Ooh, burn. <laughs> he points at the hub. Yeah. I don't. I fixed it. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this. No, this Please is great. Go. Get some popcorn. Nope. All right. I'm All right. out. Tensions are high. We've recently seen a horrific demon. <laughs> <laughs> People are saying things they don't mean. Let's just take a breath and reset. Where, where are we going to meet Freight? Freight. Presumably wherever you guys want. Bumbles, do you really feel that this needs to be a public meeting? Oh, no. It can be anywhere except Estelle's office. <laughs> I have a safe house in Redmond <laughs> that we haven't visited recently. It's out of the way. Very secure. Hard to find, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> sure, what are the coordinates? Badoop. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys pass that information along to Estelle, and uh, about an hour later, you get the confirmation from her that uh, Freight will meet you at your designated time. So uh, Bryn, Bryn's like, all right, so all we need to do is convince Freight to uh, go against everything that a smuggler uh, stands for and uh, give us the location of her cargo, in this case, Bunin. Great. Sounds easy. Right. So money, yeah? Probably money. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> Next part of the plan. <laughs> I guess it depends on what she says. Um, did, we, did we set a time? Yeah, whatever time you guys wanted. Okay. Can we get any info on Freight? You could try. Herself. Do your country club friends know anything, Mouse? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think about them. Would you ask them for us? 
Okay. Or just take a look, I guess, if they, you know, just kind of put everything out there. Yeah, I'll I'll look. I'll see what, if anything's, maybe they have, like, dossiers or something. I don't know. There you go. I don't know what they have. I haven't looked yet. Br- Bryn's like, you haven't looked? It's been like a day. Was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was sunny. What? You, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, you can roll a matrix search at a plus five. Um, five. Okay. You don't necessarily find out a whole lot about it. It's not like there's a dossier on Data Haven. Um, but you do find people, like, looking through, uh, through the Nexus, you are able to, like, see when people post about freight. Um, and you get, like, an idea of some of the jobs she runs. It does seem like she, she, uh, uh, the 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 if she was linked to the to the Bunin job like you guys expect, um, like Estelle says, that was an uncharacteristically subtle extraction for freight. Uh, it seems like her specialty, from what some people say, uh, is hot extractions. Almost uh, like her, she specializes in um, showing up in the middle of a job where the intention at the end is to uh, leave the country. So, like, you see runners saying, like, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for Freight's crew, this, and if it wasn't for Freight's crew, that, you know, uh, if you want your ass pulled out of the fire and you want to be able to lay low immediately afterwards, Freight's your gal, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, the, uh, a couple of people seem scared of her, uh, say she's she's pretty intimidating. Um, uh, what? Is she human or troll or orc? Uh, that information isn't, isn't out there. Okay. Um, you mostly just get like some some of her professional details as well as like a little bit of an idea of her personality uh, that will qualify for your profiler positive quality. Uh, so Nim, whenever you are interacting with Freight, you will be getting a plus three to all your social tests because Mouse searched good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, how likely does it seem that she'll be receptive to a ton of money? Because if she isn't, I've got another idea. Um, I mean, does it seem like she's got a very strict moral code from what people are saying about her? Um, she seems like Doc Wagon. If Doc Wagon got you out of the country, she like goes in and like explodes things and then like gets you out. Yeah, nothing specifically about a moral code except for that she is quite intimidating um, and people wouldn't want to cross her. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like she's one to be like double-crossed. Okay. Um, any connection to the Mizoshi clan? Not anything that Mouse can find. I didn't see anything about that. Alright, maybe we bring the sword anyways? Who knows? And very, very, very politely give it back if she asks. (laughs) (laughs) That is what Yama said. (laughs) Uh, yeah. That's pretty much all I picked up. But it seems like her crew's pretty capable. I don't know if she's coming alone or or not. If she is, then we might be okay. She seems the the general sort of like what people say is that she's pretty scary. <laughs> Formidable is the word most people use. Well, don't forget, you have a boomer. Uh, so is there anything else anyone wants to achieve before you guys go and meet with Freight? Oh, um, yeah. I call Magnitude. Sure. And I tell him I'm going to be in Redmond. And I don't think anything's 
bad's gonna happen, but maybe keep an ear out. Sure. Not a problem. Or is that magnitude? Yeah. Hey, Boomer, how's it going? Hey. Oh, not bad. We're going to be in Redmond. That's what Bumble was saying. Oh, well, it's, uh, you know, come say hi once we've concluded our business, of course. Yeah, if everything goes well, if you want to hang out and blow something up. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have anything going around. Uh, it's pretty quiet here. Shitty weather what? keeps people uh, keeps people off the streets, it seems. Yeah. That's not a euphemism, is it, Boomer? They're they're literally talking about blowing stuff up, aren't they? No, it's it's literally they they play with bombs. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what, what I is thought. Redmond, I'm so no checking. one gives a frag. Yeah, just, just wanted to wanted to make sure. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, so you guys head to the meet with freight at Bumble's safe house. Uh, I think we go in spot. Sure. You get there exactly at the time, a little before the time. What do you guys want to set up? Before. Before. Sure. Before. Yeah, you get in. Um, so, uh, you uh, guys get to the safe house. Mind the step. <laughs> he says as, uh, as, uh, you guys go in, saying that you hear a squishing sound. Uh, and, uh, Nim, when you step into Bumble's safe house, which the lights are, uh, turning on, so you can kind of get, like, the view down, uh, you step, uh, on one of the steps leaning down, uh, which are carpeted, like shag carpet, and one of them is just, like, soaked in blood and just as you step down on it hmm. yeah i don't know I, i've tried a lot to get that out <laughs> it doesn't work well you know like eventually it'll you could it'll dry and you can just re-carpet right you would think <laughs> he says sure as, this place both, is he, as he wipes off his foot i've and, just accepted it now and boomer squelches on the step as well <laughs> Uh, I don't step and then, in it. And then Mouse steps over it. Every time I come in here, I always step in it. I know it's there. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know? It's it's I just a part of life, I, really. <laughs> I think it's haunted. That's not real, is it? <laughs> so you guys uh, wait there for a bit, and then you hear uh, sounds of a uh, car rolling up. I'm going to matrix perception. Sure. You don't have to. Uh, like, you get the car. It's there. Okay. Um, and you also get some smart linked weapons and some comm links, that kind of stuff. Um, Is there a deck? No. Uh, so as they pull up, Spot pulls away to open access to the door. Sure. And I open it. Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, so, so you open it up. Uh, the car pulls up. Are you like, you step out into the alley or? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, feel pretty confident about me being okay here. Uh, a, the driver side opens up and a big, huge troll, uh, with like a metal plate or like, uh, like half of his, uh, upper, like the upper right quadrant of his face is metal, um, with like a big red cyber eye. Um, and that horn is just completely missing. Uh, and he, uh, he steps out, walks up to you and he goes, move. Mind the step as I... Get out of his way. He steps in. Squelch. <laughs> what the frag? <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know? And he uh, wipes his foot on the next step, and then uh, he walks down in. Uh, so just to... Uh, so, Nim, this uh, this apartment is shitty, to be sure. Um, it's got bullet holes riddling one of the walls. Um, there's a couple more bloodstains. Uh, it's underground, too. 
Yeah, it's underground. It's an underground. It's a garden apartment, a guardian studio apartment. Um, it's got some bullet holes riddling one of the walls. There's some blood stains that are actually dry. Garden is generous. <laughs> it's more like a cellar. And uh, uh, it's got like a really gross, like beat up couch uh, with only like one half good cushion on it. Um, and like a shitty like spring mattress um, with like chewed up sheets. And uh, every once in a while you just hear a in the walls. Um, and uh, there's a broken record player also. And uh, this troll walks in. He looks around. He looks at each of you. And then uh, he goes, who's in charge? I am. What's your name? The name's Nim. You don't look like Freight. He presses his ear and he goes, and uh, he steps back up the stairs. And uh, uh, another troll gets out of the car, walks around, opens up the back passenger seat. And out, not steps but flies a pixie (laughs) um she is uh she is about half a meter tall um she has luminescent dragonfly uh wings um she floats up into the air looks around she's got a pink spiked mohawk uh gauged ears uh she's got uh tattoos going from her neck down her arm um, spiked bracelets and uh, uh, ripped jeans, and she has a, a little like claymore slung over her back, like a pixie-sized claymore <laughs> slung over her back. This is fantastic. And uh, she floats in. Um, one of the trolls is holding an umbrella for her as she walks through the uh, the rain, and uh, she comes up to you and she goes, "Which one are you?" I'm Bumbles. <laughs> You're Freight, yeah. Mind the step, and I go down. She floats over the step. <laughs> it just seems polite to say it. <laughs> uh, the trolls stay out in the rain, and she floats down. She's like, shut the damn door. What, were you born in a barn? No, I do shut the door. <laughs> and uh, she floats down, and she goes, so you're the one in charge, huh, Nim? Yep, that's me. Nice to meet you, Freight. Freight! And she reaches out a hand to shake yours. I will shake her hand. Cool, she shakes your finger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will do it as stir- as you know firmly as I can without shaking her everywhere. <laughs> as is polite. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll etiquette. See how you do against freight here. Oof. Two hits. Uh, you you shake her hand uh, and and she kind of like looks at you and she uh, she's like, "Relax, darling. I'm not gonna bite." Jesus. What? Y'all fraggers never seen a pixie before? No. You want something from me? Obviously, I'm going to want something from you. And I'm not going to frag around. So listen here. And that's where we'll end the session. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Topps Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.